It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really here to, to talk about another fight, another, let's say, just brawl with involving the Orlando Magic. At least no one left the bench this time. Well, Mobamba left the bench this time because Austin Rivers pulled him off the bench bench area. But uh, they have to talk about that instead of a win. We'll talk about the win because not only did the Magic win the fight, win the brawl, they won the fight. And that says a lot about this team. Let's get to it as weekend edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is february 3rd 2023 or february 4th 2023 i'm recording before midnight that's crazy today is february 4th 2023 my name is philip ross i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando magic daily comics follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of, Orla- of, of locked on magic the orlando magic win the fight win the war win the brawl whatever you want to say it the magic showed all the things that we like to see Want to see from a team that is slowly starting to put things together. Once again, we'll get into how the Orlando Magic beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every, uh, covering every single team in the NBA. Uh, just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We got to start with the fight. That's that's what everyone's talking about. Uh, there are Instagrams being sent, passive-aggressive statements being sent, statements about who runs Orlando being sent. It's Callie Rivers, by the way. Um, it's... Uh, <sighs> this fight, it was incredibly stupid. More stupid than the Mo Wagner one in Detroit back in December. This was incredibly stupid. Mo Bamba was apparently saying something on the sideline. Austin Rivers took offense. The, 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 uh, Austin Rivers, like, hit, missed a three. There's something said on the bench. That play actually continued on the other end of the floor. Anthony Edwards turned the ball over, or Rudy Gobert turned the ball over trying to get it to Anthony Edwards in the backcourt. And all of a sudden, Mo Bamba is suddenly pulled off the bench, and Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba were... You know, frankly, Austin swung at Mo. Um, we're swinging at each other. Jalen Suggs came in and just gave a sling blade. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what a sling blade looks like. He pulled the Rivers to the ground. Great form tackle, by the way. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe horse collar. We'll, 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 we'll let the NFL referees decide that. And it was just a, it was just a whole thing. In the end, five players were given a technical and ejected. Torian Prince, Jane McDaniels, and Austin Rivers on the Minnesota side. Jalen Suggs and Mo Bamba on the Magic side. 
Orlando was up 10 at the time. They were able to hit a free throw to make it 11. Paolo Bancaro hit, a, hit another shot to make it 13. It, it, it wasn't so consequential to the game. Um, it was just something incredibly stupid. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what was said or exactly what instigated this fight. Um, there are internet sleuths out there that are trying to figure this stuff out. Mobamba posted on Instagram not 15 minutes after he was ejected from the game with the F around find out chart. If you know what the F around find out chart is, the more you F around, the more you find out. Uh, it's a joke. Um, Austin Rivers clapped back after the game ended when this probably finally got to him. Or don't know if it was before he really composed himself to explain what happened um, without snitching, as he put it, um, at the podium. This stuff is incredibly stupid. Um, it happened. Uh, the Magic at least did not leave the bench this time, so they will be able to field a roster uh, for Sunday's game in Charlotte. We'll wait to see if uh, Mobamba is suspended. I doubt Jalen Suggs will be suspended. He was a peacekeeper. Um, he might get fined. Uh, he'll certainly get fined for the technical foul. Um, Mobamba will likely be, sus- be, likely be uh, at least fined. I-, I do not know if he will be suspended. I'm sure there's still going to be an investigation to what actually happened. Um, and with Wendell Carter out, that actually is a big deal, even though Charlotte is not the biggest team in the world. That's for another day. Don't let this fight, though, distract you from the fact that the Magic showed a lot of composure, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, and under a different definition of fight, a lot of fight in this one, too. This is very much the character of this man, at least what the Magic want the character of their team to be. They want to be gritty. They want to get get into people. They want to be physical. They want you to be on edge a little bit. Um, to, to, to be frustrated with the length that they throw out and the effort at which this team plays. The Magic had another terrible first quarter. They were down 14. They were really strong. They were down seven at the end of the first quarter. They were really struggling. And, and they were lucky to be down by seven. It's frankly a credit to their defense. Because they were just throwing the ball around like they didn't value it. Paolo Bancaro was one for nine in the first quarter. He he was trying to force things, trying to get to the line, and not able to get there. And, and it was just frustrating to see. It was just frustrating to watch. And we know he can be better, and he knows he can be better. And the Magic, as a team, could be much better. This game turned on Jalen Suggs, though. Again, Jalen Suggs was such a huge factor in this game. He got out, he got down, he defended. He created steals, he created deflections. He did all the things that Jalen Suggs is really good at right now. Forget his offense. Like, again, just just forget his offense. He scored 10 points, 3 for 4 shooting, 2 for 4 from the foul line, 3 assists, 3 steals. The 3 steals matter most. He changed the game with his ability to deflect passes, his ability to be disruptive defensively, and that lifted everyone's energy up. You probably noticed that I hit on themes. I'm thinking big picture here. Games are not about individual games. It's about how they fit into the bigger puzzle and how it shows this team's development. Last Saturday, I sat here. I don't know if I coined the phrase then, but I I certainly kind of crystallized this idea after that blowout loss to the Chicago Bulls that the Magic have to lead with their defense. Their energy has to come from their defense. When they're not shooting well, they need to defend. 
they can't let their offense dictate their energy. And that was honestly the, uh, the, the best thing about their last two games against Philadelphia is, yeah, they didn't shoot the ball great early in Philadelphia, but they got their defense down right. That got their offense into it. That sparked the comeback against the Sixers. And Wednesday's game, the Magic should have been blown out with how poorly they were shooting from beyond the arc. But their defense was solid. One of the best defensive games of the season. I believe it was their fifth best defensive game of the season by defensive rating. They lost because they couldn't hit shots in the end, but they stayed in that game. They gave themselves a chance because their defense was the energy. That's what turned this game around to. That's how the Magic turned a seven-point deficit into a seven-point lead by halftime to a 13-point lead, a 15-point lead by the end of the third quarter, and it opened up a 22-point lead early in the fourth quarter. And frankly, it was their defense that nearly gave the game away again. The Magic have to understand and know that their defense is the lead. And that's where so much of their fight came from in, in the uh, uh, in the figurative sense, not the literal sense. So much of what the Magic did well and so much of why the Magic were able to win this game is exemplified in how Jalen Suggs plays because it's spread. One player giving a great defensive effort leads to another player giving a great defensive effort. Whether it's Jonathan Isaac, whether it's Bull Bull, whether it's Markel Fultz, whether it's Paolo, whether it's Franz, whether it's Mo Wagner, whether it's Mo Bamba. That stuff spreads. When one guy is playing hard, everybody plays hard. And Jalen Suggs is the kind of player that makes plays that turns your defense into offense, that directly feeds that energy into your offense. That's how the Magic won this game. They got out in transition. They got steals. They got deflections. They played with energy and attention to detail that made their offense easier. That's what wakes your offense up. That's what wakes this team up. And it was incredibly impressive to watch the Magic play this way. It was incredibly impressive to see the Magic put the screws on Minnesota because once they found that defense, everything changed. Look, the Magic starters were awful. Orlando had 76 points off the bench. 76 of their 127. Um, that, that, that number doesn't even sound right now that I'm saying it because you're looking at 9 from Franz, 11 from Paolo, 11 from Bamba, 9 from Harris. 15 from faults. It's not like the Magic were killing it offensively in this one or killing it uh, with their shooters. Mo Bamba was 3 for 7 from deep. The Magic missed 13 free throws. The Magic left the door wide open in this one and and nearly let Minnesota walk through it. Now, Minnesota never got really closer than 6, and that was very, very late in the game. But they allowed a 45-point fourth quarter and still hung on to win. And a lot of that is a credit to their ability to get stops when they need at key moments, and and yes, their ability to hit shots in key moments. Gary Harris hit a big three. Markel Fultz hit a key layup. Paolo Bancaro got to the line. Franz Wagner got to the line. And even though they left points on the board, Paolo was three for sixteen for the game. The Magic were able to claw their way ahead and stay ahead and keep the lead and keep the win. But even looking deeper than that. Every player in the Magic starting lineup except for Markel Fultz still had a positive plus-minus. Again, plus-minus can mean so many different things, but for me, that tells me even though no one in the Magic starting lineup was scoring effectively, everyone was competing defensively. Everyone was fighting defensively. And that's ultimately how the Magic win these games. Yes, there was a brawl. Yes, there was an actual fight. 
But we and we know, and it's the second one this season. But we know this team is going to fight, and when they fight and claw and scratch the right way, giving their team the energy they need, they can be really, really dangerous. They can be really, really solid, and they can be really, really fun and special. That's what this game was for the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 127-120. to We'll go through the box score to wrap up today's show. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. That's right, it's FanDuel. I've only said their name a million times. There's a banner right here saying that as well. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel to now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now comes the disclaimer that I have to read. <gasps> 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable sportsbook bonus bets, which expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Uh, as you may know, as you may have noted there, FanDuel is currently not available in Florida. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> All right, now that I'm done with that, um, I've always wanted to try reading one of those super, super fast uh, like that. I hope I was clear and concise and uh, clear and all that. Um, let's go to the final box scores. Your line of Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves and cover the spread, by the way, uh, as the Magic are wont to do. One of the best teams against the spread in the league. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, let's go to the final box scores. Your line of Magic defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 127-120. I'm going to start with the defensive hero. Um, Jalen Suggs is my player of the game. Played 15-51 in this game. Certainly would have played more if he wasn't ejected in the third quarter. It, it was honestly really hard to take him off the floor. Um, 
when the Magic reloaded with their starters at the end of the second quarter, I very much set, wanted to lead Jalen Suggs out there. Even if it meant not bringing out Markel, certainly if it meant not bringing back out Gary, uh, Gary Harris, um, Jalen Suggs was just that good. It was just that big of a factor. Um, again, 10 points, 3 for 4 shooting, 2 for 2 from deep, hit a nice step back 3 there, 2 for 4 from the foul line, 3 assists, 3 steals, 0 turnovers. Um, almost had a charge, but didn't. Um, Suggs, Suggs is just flying all over the place defensively. He had one play where he stole the ball. Um, Magic went out on the break. He ran with them. Magic turned it over. Timberwolves come back, and Suggs tracked all the way back down to save the ball from going out of bounds and and take a, and, and kind of spark another little fast break for the Magic. He's just everywhere. And I, I said this at one point in the second quarter on Twitter. Jalen Suggs' play over the last maybe four or five, maybe six games, real 2020 pre-injury Jonathan Isaac vibes. Like, seriously. He is just all over the place, making things happen, being a positive impactor, a positive player for this young team. It's been... It's been a lot of fun to watch. Like, just, just no other way to say it. If if you play with half the energy that Jalen Suggs plays with, you're doing fine. The dude is just all over the place in such a good way. And and, and what you have to love about it, too, big thing we've talked about with Jalen Suggs for so long is playing under control, playing with composure, not doing too much. Offensively, he is not forcing his game anymore. Offensively, he is not trying to... He's not trying to, to, to get downhill recklessly. He's not just going straight to the basket anytime he wants, which he still can do. He's still getting his shots, but he's not forcing everything. And so, yeah, the scoring numbers may not be where you thought they would be, but he's being smarter with his shot selection, and, 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 and that's allowing the more positive things, like his ability to, 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 to play defense, really shine. He is an energy changer for this team. Every team needs a spark plug like him. He is providing it and, and certainly deserves it. Honestly, another really solid game from Jonathan Isaac. Nine points, four for five shooting. The, the game off seemed like it really helped him. Um, played with good energy, played with good physicality, had a steal. Um, got to check Anthony Edwards a few times. Edwards got the better of him once or twice. So I, I think very clearly Isaac's still getting his legs under him. But again, still a mostly positive impact from Jonathan Isaac uh, uh, in this one. Uh, leading scorer, Cole Anthony, 20 points. Uh, six for eight shooting, two for two from deep, six for eight from the foul line, eight rebounds, six assists. Cole Anthony just playing really well. Um, not trying to do too much, not taking too many shots. Obviously, eight shots to get 20 points is really, really good. Um, he was hitting hitting everything that he, he was hitting er, hitting everything that he felt comfortable taking, but more importantly, was just helping set everyone else uh, else up, getting out in transition, um, just making good decisions. He is playing at a very high level right now. This is the Cole Anthony we want to see. We don't want to see December Cole Anthony. January Cole Anthony has been pretty good, um, especially over the last maybe week and a half, two weeks. So really solid effort from him. Mo Wagner off the bench, 19 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 6 or 7 from the foul line. He continues a really strong run of play. Just solid, solid, solid on the block. Never afraid of Rudy Gobert. He used his good footwork and patience to get Rudy Gobert off balance, finish around him, finish through him. When Gobert wasn't in the game, just dominated the paint. Forced fouls, just just really had everyone on the string. He is playing fantastic basketball. You know, honestly, like it with this bench crew, it's kind of come and gone. Right now, the Magic bench is playing very, very well, and the Magic bench is playing well. This Magic team becomes very, very difficult to beat. 
you know you're having a bad day when Bull Bull has a, a vintage Bull Bull game. I guess I guess we could call it a vintage Bull Bull game. 14 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 2 for 3 from the foul line. Three turnovers in the game, though. So he's still making mistakes. You know, I, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, you know, Bull Bull needs some space to make some mistakes on both ends of the floor. You need to be able to, to, to teach those, to have him experience those. Um, but overall, got back to just playing downhill. That's that's the key with Bull Bull. Just play downhill. Get yourself moving toward the basket. Get yourself moving uh, moving in, in that direction, and you're going to be fine. And you're going to be in a really good spot to, to make a contribution and help this team out. So really solid game from him. I also got to give a special shout out to Kevon Harris. Didn't score in 7:45, but with Jalen Suggs out of the, out of the game uh, uh, with the with the ejection, Magic went to Kevon Harris. He came in, kept the energy level high, kept the defensive level high. That was such a big thing for this Magic team. Really helped them stay in this one, and really like they didn't expand their lead with him out there. They got it to 22 at one point. Just really just kept that energy level high, and that's that was so important after. The fight ended after everything kind of calmed down. He kept the magic on the front foot defensively. Everyone who watches this kid knows how good he is and knows what he can do. Um, I think everyone's really excited for what what, what the magic might decide to do with him um, after the deadline when when they might have an open roster spot. The starters, though, struggled mightily. Um, magic is a team shot 52.9% from floor, uh, but the starters just didn't really have it. Um, both Franz and Paolo had four turnovers apiece. Magic had 17 for 19 points. Uh, Franz with 9 points, 4 for 7 shooting. Wasn't super aggressive. 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Franz is starting to turn the ball over a little bit. I think he, I think teams are starting to figure out how to get him into traps. Um, get him under pressure on his drives. He's missing some of his dri- his shots at the rim lately. Um, so th- it'll come back around. It's just in the second year he's going to get better at all this stuff. But um, Franz is starting to... Has to kind of like add that mid-level jumper. He tried another Dirk step back today. First time in a while, he tried that. Even the broadcast noted it. Getting that in his game, being able to kind of stop um, and keep defenses off balance, that's going to open up his path to the basket even more. Um, Again, just getting the line for two free throws, not good. He missed them both too. They were both big free throws in the fourth quarter. He's just got to be smarter about learning how to draw contact. You know, he's already good at keeping defenses off balance. He's just got to he's just got to learn how to pick his spots. And right now, I think he's still a little too determined to get to the basket. Not that that's a bad thing, um, but at mixing in a mid range jumper here or there that's going to keep defenses even more off balance. That's going to make him even more dangerous. Paolo Bancaro, eleven points, eight rebounds. Love the eight rebounds. Love the four assists. Don't like the four turnovers. Don't like the three for sixteen shooting uh, from the floor. Um, and look, Paolo wasn't settling. I I, I will say that. Um, he was trying to get to the basket. He was trying to get to the rim. He wasn't getting foul calls. I think Minnesota's length bothered him a little bit. Um, Rudy Gobert certainly hanging around the paint, uh, you know, trying to change some of his shots at the basket. Kyle Anderson, who played only 522 in this game uh, and left with back spasms, um, had a 5 trillion in this one um, with just one foul uh, and a block. Kyle Anderson's a good defender. Knew, understood how to kind of stick with him, make uh, Paolo really work and, and challenge Paolo's shots. Um, I don't hate Paolo's shot selection. He was getting to the basket. He was trying to create contact and just wasn't getting calls. And you could see him get frustrated and start trying more difficult shots because he wasn't getting those fouls. Got sometimes you got to let the, the the offense come to him. And, and again, I think Paolo's figuring things out. Like he's a rookie. He's he's learning and, and and figuring things out on the fly. Mo Bamba actually I thought had a really nice game. Eleven points, four for nine shooting, three for seven from deep. Only four rebounds for him, but. Uh, to step in as a starter against Rudy Gobert, did enough to kind of spread spread the floor, hit, hit a couple threes to kind of keep Gobert honest. 
I thought he wasn't a liability on defense. I thought he did a good job uh, just kind of being a presence in the paint, even though he wasn't blocking a ton of shots. He blocked a shot in this one. Um, just, uh, you know, again, in, in a spot start, did a very good job. And there's, there's nothing to be upset about with Bamba. I, I would have liked to see him finish the game, obviously, but that just wasn't in the cards in this one. Marco Fultz had a solid game as well. 15 points, three assists, six for 10 shooting. Again, just when the Magic need a guy to get to the basket, Markel Fultz knows how to do it. He knows how to get in the paint. He knows how to create paint touches. That's just a solid thing for this Magic team to have and to do. Orlando, again, shoots 52.9% from floor, 12 for 23 from beyond the arc. So again, they're not settling for threes here. And that was a big key. Um, Even though Orlando was struggling in the paint in the first quarter, Orlando ends up winning paint points 56 to 44. They're 28 for 53 in the paint. A lot of those misses coming in the first quarter. So... Orlando was able to kind of stick with their game plan. Really good job doing that. They, they were able to get out in transition. Um, they only had two fast break points, so maybe they weren't. Um, they, were, they were able to kind of play at the pace they wanted to play at, um, get, to the, get downhill, get to the basket, get to the foul line plenty. They were the aggressors in this one. They stuck with it after that first quarter. Really gave them a chance to win this one. Minnesota ends up shooting 46% from the floor. 16 for 44 from beyond the arc. So again, a, a little bit of, of threes, threes there. D'Angelo Russell, 6 for 16 uh, it, from three overall in the fourth quarter. So just the fourth quarter, Minnesota shoots eight for 16 from three. So eight of Minnesota's 16 three-pointers come in the fourth quarter. So 45-point fourth quarter for Minnesota. Orlando was just hanging on for dear life. They scored 37 in the quarter, so you can't be too upset. Russell got hot, made a couple threes, got got the, got the energy going in the building in Minnesota's favor, um, but Orlando was able to hang on and win. They made all three of their threes. Orlando, again, just I, I, I'm really what I'm really impressed with in this game is Orlando took a lot of punches, both figuratively and literally, and they kept their composure, they kept their cool, they kept kind of going at their pace, they kept doing the things that they needed to win, they got the stops they needed, they ended up winning the game. So Russell with 29, Anthony Edwards with 19 on just 5 for 15 shooting, Gobert with 15, uh, 17 points off the bench for Luka Garza, all of that coming in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Magic got burned a little bit in the fourth quarter, let off the gas pedal a little bit defensively. Cole Anthony guarding D'Angelo Russell was not the greatest matchup choice. Um, but Orlando's able to hang on and win 127 to 120. Honestly, I, I have to say this before I sign out. Um, I, after the Chicago loss, I was honestly really worried about this road trip. I was honestly very worried about this road trip um, because of because you know we saw how they looked in, against Chicago. This team hasn't done great on the road. Two tough games against Philadelphia, tough game at Minnesota, and honestly, even Charlotte to end a road trip. Um, was really was a really really tough. Uh, I honestly thought that a one and three road trip, you know, doesn't sound that bad. But that's the kind of road trip that would say, okay, we can stop the play in talk, we can stop the postseason talk. This team still got a lot of work to do. To sit here now at two and one, guaranteed a five hundred road trip. Honestly, get greedy. Go get that game in Charlotte. It's a winnable game. Charlotte's you know a better team than maybe when we saw them last. They certainly we certainly owe them one after the way they beat the Magic the last time these two teams played. Um, in Orlando, uh, but that's a that's a game this Magic team should win, and, and of course that's something we're going to look to. If the Magic come home with a three and one road trip, let's ramp up the postseason talk all over again because you know Brian Hill said I know Brian Hill said this on the Magic's broadcast on Valley Sports Florida the last two weeks before the All Star break, the first two weeks coming out of the All Star break, those are the kind of moments that swing a playoff chase one way or the other, a postseason chase one way or the other. The Magic doing well on this road trip. They have three games at home, three tough games at home, New York, uh, New York, Denver, Miami. Then they go on the road, Toronto, Chicago, back-to-back. It is not an easy road out of... It is not an easy road here 
coming into the All-Star break. And obviously, we have the trade deadline on Thursday against Denver, so we'll see Chicago and Toronto after the trade deadline. You know, that Toronto team might look very differently. And obviously, the last game before uh, before the All-Star break is always tricky. But to, to, to sit here 2-1 and one on this road trip, a good chance to go 3-1, and one, and honestly expect to go 3-1 and one at this point. Um, I'll be disappointed if they don't go 3-1 and one at this point. Um, that is a good sign of this team's maturity and poise and that, that they might really be in this one. So a lot to be excited about, a lot to be happy about, a lot still to clean up for this Orlando Magic team, but a solid win nonetheless, 127 to 120. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Up Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Just tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the footballs and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device for latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Go follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. My trade value column is coming, I promise. I'm hoping to have it posted on Monday, Monday afternoon probably, since we have a game. Um, I'll probably be working on it a little bit tomorrow um, uh, after after work. Um, but that'll be that. Um, be sure to check that out when that gets posted. I want to thank you all again for listening on this Saturday. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you all again after Sunday's game. This is Orlando Magic. We'll see you then. For Orlando Magic Daily, we'll talk about the next Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.